0: Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Life is made up of many gorgeous moments. Cherish them all, big and small, with Blue Nile.
1: Do you want to know how I, Simon Miller, know that it's WrestleMania season? Because look, there's nothing I can do. Even if I try and put it away, it just won't work. So please be careful when you're out there and you may see a WrestleMania sign and your hand starts going crazy. But we have just had the Raw Rumble. We are on the road to the granddaddy of them all. And because there's so much to talk about, let's just get into it and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. Well, what a brilliant start to the raw rumble because pat mcafee's music hit and he made his grand return to wwe and i don't think the core and michael cole actually knew about this because they both lost their minds it really did make me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum tum and it made me smile which is the point of wrestling (coughs) pro wrestling tease (laughs) you're damn right i did that but seriously within 30 seconds i was going well that's getting it up because it definitely deserves it up. Amazingly too, the first match was the men's Raw Rumble. So I was like, huh, that must mean something. And our first two entrants were Gunther and Sheamus. And this was so damn smart because what did those two do back in 2022? They absolutely kicked each other's ass. Conduct a hand. So I'm actually going to give that an up too because I was like, oh, WWE, you're so clever. And then the Miss was in at number three. And quite incredibly, he has now been in 14 Raw Rumbles You can't insult that man's career. He decided he didn't want to get in the squared circle, obviously, because he didn't want to take on these two warriors, but eventually they did get him in there, and they absolutely murked him. When Kofi Kingston was number four, and he got such a nice reaction, I wiped a little tear away from my eye. I mean, that's not true, but I was just so damn happy. We were also zooming through people in this Royal Rumble, which was the same for the women's later. I think Triple H must have been going, ha ha, screw two minutes, I'm just going to push the button. When the next person in was Johnny Gargano. And I don't actually think we treated this in the right way. He's been gone for like five weeks. People just like, oh, there he is, Mr. Wrestling. I'm going to throw a random up in here. Because it was around this juncture, I was like, oh my gosh, this crowd is so damn loud. And they're making this even more fun. So you do have to give that an up. When we had our first elimination, it was The Miz. And Sheamus Brogue kicked him to the floor. Goodbye. Thankfully for Kofi, Xavier Woods was their number six. And do not forget, if the New Day win the Rumble, they all win the Royal Rumble. I got that wrong. we will going to keep going anyway. One point. They pretended they were gonna fight, and instead they just slapped each other's butts. That's right. That's what they did. Just put them in the Hall of Fame already. Carrion Cross was in at number seven and he had his spooky wookie entrance, so he too must have been backstage going, I'm not going out there until you hit the black and white button when Chad Gable came out to shoot people. Nine was Drew McIntyre, and this is when it got really strange, because he was at Carrion Cross and Carrion Cross looked at Drew, and McIntyre's probably like, eh, hey, we had a feud last year. When he just ran at Carrion and Clay moored him out the ring. I was like, wait a minute, this dude lost to Rey Mysterio on SmackDown. Then he was only in the Rumble for about two minutes. Something is brewing here. We should keep an eye on it. There was in this moment between McIntyre and Gunther, and now I'm starting to think maybe at WrestleMania, we're going to do Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre versus Gunther, which I'd be all up for, when Santos Escobar was in at number 10. So that's only two eliminations in the first 10. One of them was Karrion Cross. Angelo Dawkins was number 11 when Gunther got rid of both Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. I think Kofi was meant to land on a chair which would have been his special exit because Michael Cole was all like, oh man, I already think one of his feet lands on the floor because the other one is in a chair. Now thankfully we've just left this because it has become so convoluted. I enjoy the dumb Raw rumble rules. But this man had clearly been thrown out. McAfee then had a great line, though, because Brock Lesnar was number 12, and he was all like, uh, Kof, if I were you, no matter what they'd say, I would give it 20 minutes before you get back in there. And honestly, people treated Brock Lesnar like he was the greatest thing since I bread. Everybody went crazy. We did some big men slapping man meat because he did get into it with Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. When he threw out Dawkins, he threw out Gable, and he threw out Escobar. And I was like, man, I need someone to treat me how WWE treats Brock Lesnar, it's just so funny. We also had a stare down between Gunther and Lesnar, so now I do want to see that match because you could feel a buzz in the air, when Bobby Lashley was number 13. I mean, it's almost like we booked this stuff. He speared Lesnar right away before he speared everybody else when Lesnar got up to give him the F5, when from nowhere, Bob was just like, nah, bruh, I don't appreciate what you did to me Brought SmackDown. And he just clotheslined Brock Lesnar out. The noise that came out of my mouth, it was like, which actually kind of sounds like the Royal Rumble countdown buzzer, you know, three, two, one. And everybody sold this like it was a big deal. And I actually thought this was tremendous. because, As Michael Cole said, Brock Lesnar was only in the damn thing for three minutes. So now this sets up their WrestleMania match, which was the best thing about both Royal Rumbles. We did loads of that. And afterwards, of course, Brock went mad and he was destroying everything. But that was so well put together. I am giving it an up. He also made sure to absolutely wreck Baron Corbin when he was trying to come in next, and we'll get to that in just one second. When Seth Rollins was in at 50, my only advice about Seth Rollins today is do not ask him about CM Punk. He also threw Corbin in the ring before just eliminating him, and I didn't really understand that. Now I do want to shout out Baron Corbin, because he just does whatever you ask him to do, and he does it so well. And as I keep going on about here on ups and downs, I just kind of feel like we could take this character and tweak it a little bit, and he could go on a tear. And look, if you're not going to win the thing, I suppose you may be involved with an angle like this. I really think it helped anything, so I was getting it down. Oh, just was in at 16 with Rey Mysterio being 17, and I started wagging my finger going, Haha, I bet I know what's going to happen here, and I was correct. And we'll get to that in just one second, because before we did get to 18, there was more super strange stuff. When Seth Rollins was about to be slammed by Bobby Lashley, when he slipped off the back, and he just eliminated him. Now, I know they've been embroiled in all this US title stuff, but it kind of just happened, and it felt damn anticlimactic, which was then saved by number 18, Dominic Mysterio. The condom. He came out wearing Daddy Ray's mask, and while it was never told to have down the lens, it was quite obvious he'd beat up his dad, and basically stolen his clothing. This is when Michael Cole also called him a piece of sh- I don't know why I like this so much, but I did. Dominic Mysterio entering the Royal Rumble felt like the biggest thing so far. I'm giving it an up. We then learned that Otis was taken out during Dominic entrance, so that shows how much we think about him when Elias was next. And he came in with his guitar and he smashed it over Gunther's back. So I was like, well, you're just a little bit of a dick. He also got Claymore and Broadkick simultaneously, so he only lasted 39 seconds. He probably has to go back to Ezekiel when in at number 20 was Finn Balor. And I was actually cheering this because, of course, he can help out Dominic. How have the Judgment Day become good guys? The judgment Day then threw out Johnny Gargano as they were about to take over the Royal Rumble when one of my predictions came true because Booker T was in at number 21. He basically did the spin-a-rooney when Gunther threw him out. And Once again, this was just so damn clever, especially when we get to the end of the thing. 22 was Damien Priest and he did this amazing scream thing when he came to the ring. Just went as he walked down once again i was hooper and hollering because now judgment day could take over for some reason this is what i wanted but of course there was a twist because even though montez ford was number 23 he only lasted a minute before damien priest eliminated him so something has to be going on with that because it was really odd when we got to 24 and it was the returning edge and who does edge hate the Judgment Day. He also loves making big surprise returns at the Royal Rumble, and he threw out Finn Balor, and he threw out Damian Priest. Because something terrible has happened, because so I was like, oh, thanks a lot, Rated R Superstar. I didn't want that to happen, although you must keep in your brains, he did not eliminate Don. And in fact, when he tried to do this, Balor and Priest were so mad, they just grabbed Edge, and they threw him out. This is my favourite Royal Rumble rule. As long as you go over the top rope, it doesn't matter if my nair... It's responsible, the refs still go, I'm sorry, you need to leave. Austin Theory was number 25, as the judgment day and Edge fought all the way down the aisleway. way, which is when Rhea Ripley came out. She beat up Edge for a bit, when of course Beth Copeland made her return, not Beth Copeland, Beth Phoenix. <laughs> losing my brain. That's her wrestling name. And she gave Rhea Ripley a spear, which good old Rhea was actually going to sell in her Royal Rumble in about 25 minutes. Not more than that, about an hour. Everybody was then screwed because Omos was in here. And I was like, well, he's so damn tall. Who's ever going to be able to throw him out? Although I still stand by the fact he should have come out there to help Bobby Lashley so we could rebuild the Hurt business. And about 40 seconds passed before I went, I bet number 7, 27, is Born Strowman. And then what happened? Rawr! here came Braun Strowman. Corey Graves also shouted, ''Monster fight'' when this happened. I was like, that is a weird thing to just shout there into the ether. And actually, eliminating boss wasn't hard at all, because Braun Strowman just did it, and then he got naked. He didn't get naked, but he definitely took his dumb off. I was then convinced that number 28 was going to be Cody Rhodes, because it felt like we needed a big pop here, but instead it was Ricochet. <laughs> For some reason, this is when Michael Cole just started taking shots at top dollar. I mean, I don't know why he did do this, and usually I would defend my man, Dollar, but he insulted bald people recently, so he gets nine. James and Drew McIntyre kept on saving each other throughout this, and I think that's important to keep in your brain because so I think it's going to tie into something. <laughs> Where number 29 was actually quite the surprise, because not only was it Logan Paul, not only was he drinking a prime energy drink, but I think finally somebody has told him, you have to be a heel, you absolute goober. Because he just came out here as the most arrogant man ever. He still hit this amazing Buckshot Lariat, because regardless of what you think about him, he is a really good pro wrestler. When it was time for 30, and it was Cody Rhodes. This absolutely rocked too, because Cody is so over. Although I do think there was a portion of the audience was like, man, we wanted Sami Zayn, but do not worry about that. And he was able to eliminate Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> this powerbomb he took from Braun Strowman... I mean, he mucked it. There was then this incredible springboard clothesline collision between Logan, Paul and Ricochet. And I kid you not, this was so good, you have to go and find it and watch it right now. And it was also so good, I am giving this it up. WWE replayed it like nine times. I was like, man, you could have done it 12. It was like nothing else. Theory then did away with Ricochet, meaning our final four was Austin, Seth, Cody and Gunther. Although, of course, I forgot somebody else, but we'll talk about that in just one second. And because Gunther was just being put over as the Iron Man, Cody and Seth actually worked together. Who would have thunk it? And then did that again to throw out theories. So this was going crazy when they found Gunther and gave him two pedigrees. Because screw that guy. And obviously this was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And it was around about this time that we were told, oh, can you believe it? Gunther has just broken the record for the longest time in traditional Royal Rumbles. That's because we're not counting Brian Danielson's run when we had the greatest Royal Rumble... But to be fair, that event was stupid, so it kind of makes sense. We well, then you got such a swerve, because as I've already told you, I totally forgot the Logan Paul was in the thing. And I believe this was the idea too, because he snuck up behind Seth Rollins, and he eliminated him. And then it's just all of a sudden, everything came clear as day. Of course we should do Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul at Wrestlemania, that's a really good idea, I do say so myself. He also started pointing at the sign like an asshole, so once again I do think he understands that he should be a bad guy. When Cody grabbed him, he eliminated him, which meant the last two was Cody Rhodes and Gunther. And once again, can you see how well this connects? If not, look, I'm doing it with my hands. It was also really good because it tied into the fact that Gunther kept chopping Cody Rhodes in his injured peck, but he was able to fight back. Eventually, he threw Gunther to the floor and now Cody Rhodes, the guy that left in 2016 because he wanted to be a bigger star, has won the Royal Rumble. It's going to WrestleMania. I love this story. So this was the right move, as I said on many a video, but I do agree in terms of how this Royal Rumble went, it was far more by the numbers than I was expecting but I still think we built a lot for WrestleMania. I still had a good time and it still kind of kept me on tenterhooks throughout. And I love the fact that we built Gunther in this way. We have to do something massive with him too. But the American Nightmare should have always been the guy. And of course he pointed at the sign. So that's an epidemic that's going around. Even though I have got a finger, I am going to give the whole thing it up. The Pitch Black match was then next. And this was stupid. Because all it meant was that we turned off the lights and that all the wrestlers should wear neon. Bray Wyatt had this mask that was almost like kind of lighting up in the weird lighting that we did have. And my big takeaway was, man, I really would like a Mountain Dew. LA Knight's gear was also neon for no apparent reason. So this was just a big advert. That's all it was. And look, fair play to WWE. You go out there and you make your bags of cash. When it came to a match, it lasted five minutes. They whacked each other with weapons for a while. And that was basically it bray then hit sister abigail one two three this was my face look <laughs> man we did all have build up for this you gotta give it a down now i did like the fact that when we were done we got back into the spooky wookie and all of a sudden bray white's face turned to like a demon face which was interesting and even though La was hitting him in the head with a kendo stick bray white just no sold this because i assume his brain is made out of concrete they then made their way to the staging area over to the side when bray white took out la Knight. When all of a sudden, on a platform above him, Uncle Howdy was there doing his dance. When he jumped off, hit an elbow onto L.A. Night. And I presume when he did land, he hit the pyro button because all these fireworks went off. A big shout out to Pat McAfee as well because when he was introduced to Uncle Howdy, he said something like, Howdy Doody, welcome to Texas. So I'm so glad he's back. And I will tell you this, when it comes to Bray Wyatt now, I would rather skits like this as opposed to the matches. I never understand the matches, but this stuff I kinda quite like, even though I have absolutely no idea where it's going. So, what we really should have done is that the bell rings, ding ding, Uncle Howdy turns up, he goes, he drinks some Mountain Dew and goes, man, that's delicious, because that's how Uncle Howdy talks now. He hit this elbow, and we would have been done. I did like this bit. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago.
0: Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it, between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services. It is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year, with over $500 million in canceling. Subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/wrestling. That's RocketMoney.com/wrestling. RocketMoney.com/wrestling. Alexa Bliss versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's
1: Title was next, and I clearly have no idea what I'm talking about. This isn't what I was thinking at all. And why? Because Bianca Belair just won after seven minutes. It was like funny business, this could have been done on Raw. And it was a decent match, like I enjoyed it, but eventually just hit the KOD and she got the 1-2-3. So I was like, what was the point of all this bliss? Oh my gosh, I'm going crazy now. Didn't do anything. Now there was a weird video afterwards with Alexa going crazy, so I suppose we are still heading in this direction. And look, the match was okay. There was nothing wrong with it, so I am going to give it an up. But in terms of the overall feel and how the build tied in, I didn't get this one at all. That was really weird. I tell you what did rock though, mostly because of the winner, the Women's Raw Rumble. Now Rhea herself was in at number one and she was still selling that spear from earlier by Beth Phoenix and Liv Morgan was number two, so I was like, oh man Liv, so close. He wanted to be Blueboro. Oh no! But she didn't get it. The clock was absolutely flying during this Royal Rumble as well, as we had Dana Brooke at three, Emma at four, and Shayna Baszler at number five. Bailey was in at number six, and she teased that she was going to be thrown out straight away when Liv Morgan hit the Oblivion. This is when I like Bells because she's just got it. And somebody that did quite instantly was Beefad. She walked in, she looked around, and then she was on the floor in thirty-two seconds. I don't think the future is very bright for Hit Row. It was Rhea Ripley who did this, which did tie into the story, and Cole once again took a shot at Top Dollar. But it's the next entrant that made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, because it was the NXT Women's Champion, Roxanne Perez. And seriously, she is so good. You could put her on the main roster tomorrow on Raw and SmackDown, and she would just find her way. And she got a nice reaction here. I like this, I'm giving it an up. But she also went after Bailey and Ripley right away, which is a great way to establish yourself. And of course, the next two entrants were damage control. My word. Bailey, E.O. Sky and Dakota Kai used this. They just started taking out everyone. They chucked Dana Brooke and Emma when they also did the same thing to Roxanne Perez. But this actually got a reaction out of me. I was like, I can't believe they did that. Those sons of guns. So this was actually really smart. Also, if I was in the Royal Rumble, I would launch an investigation into this. How the hell did they come out back to back? I smell shenanigans. Natalia was number 11 and where the hell has she been with Candice Ray being number 12. This is when WWE tried to do one of those things because Natty and Shayna Baszler stared off. And look, yeah, they were a tag team for a few months, but did they do much of anything? No. Damage Control then got rid of them and I was annoyed because I was like, damn it, I wanted Shayna Baszler to be like Gunther in the earlier match. So once again, that was quite good booking. When in at number 13 was Zoe Stark. Good. Zion Lee was number 14, as Candace got thrown out by EO Sky, so once again we were pushing damage control, and the whole reason we were doing this is because who was in at 15? It was Becky Lynch. Well, she did kick ass for a little while, and then fell to the outside, through the middle rope. Damage control just beat her up. Becky Lynch not having a good time. Tegan Nox was 16, and she didn't really care about Becky on the outside, which did make me laugh, which built to another surprise at 17, and this was one of my favourite surprises throughout the entire evening because Oscar made her return to WWE. She got kind of a brand new character, but also an old one. Because She has gone back to the Carla gimmick that she used to play and she eliminated Tegan Nox pretty much straight off the bat. And I just like all of this. because, As far as I'm concerned, Oscar is one of the best women's wrestlers ever. But get rid of women. One of the best wrestlers ever. I'm giving it an up. The joy continued because Dude Drop was number 18. Although now she's gone back to calling herself Piper Niven. So I have a question. <laughs> Why the hell? <laughs> for a good year. Did you decide to ask people to call you Drop? That's really strange. The Rumble then did get a whole lot meaner because here came Demina, which when Becky Lynch got back in and she started throwing bones, when well, we had another surprise, because it was finally the debut of Chelsea Green. Now This one was interesting.
0: Because as soon as she
1: got in the ring, Rhea Ripley grabbed her and threw her over the top rope to the point the commentators were like, well, that's the fastest elimination in women's Royal Rumble history. Now, if it was anybody else, I would be losing my rag right now. Because I swear WWE always does crazy stuff to Chelsea Green. But given the rumors about which direction her character is going in, and how she sold this, I actually think we're using this as a platform for something else. So I'm going to hold my horses. Lynch then got her revenge because, of course, she dumped Dakota Kai and EO Sky. When Bayley then snuck up and eliminated Becky Lynch. But this is when Liv Morgan eventilated Bailey, that was actually quite a good sequence, the crowd loved it. Selina Vega was 21, and apparently she's doing something with Street Fighter 6, which is very cool, especially because she says a name with a character in that. She got rid of Zaire Lee. And I ask you this, dear friend: what has Zia Lee done since being called up to the main roster? I mean basically nothing. Raquel Rodriguez was 22, with Maya Yin being number 23, although maybe she's Mitchin. <laughs> Absolutely no idea, because it changes every week. When Lacey Evans came in at 24, And even Pat McAfee didn't know what to make of this. Because since he's been gone, she's had like 92 different characters. We zoom past that though, because we get to number 25, which I thought was so damn great. Because earlier in the night, we've been told, oh, look who it is, Michelle McCool, in the front row with her kids. So when her music started to play, she kind of emoji shrugged, like, all right, I guess I should get in there. This is the kind of nonsense I like with the Royal Rumble. I've had any kind of complaint with the whole show. We didn't do enough of this, but at least we did it here. More NXT stars were in after this because number 26 was Indy Hartwell and I like this mostly because I like Indy Hartwell When number 27 was Sonya Deville Now, she eliminated Stark quite early on I was a bit like, no, we shouldn't have done that But As I always say, we should give more respect to Mrs. Deville Lacey Evans then threw out Vega as Shotzi arrived at 28 (laughs) This is when Sonya was just getting rid of all the NXT people because she also eliminated Indy. So that kind of tore me down the middle because I do like both of them When Crazy Nikki Cross was in at number 29 Very happy we're going back to her old gimmick. It meant that number 30 had to be somewhat of a surprise because you had to give the fans something. And this had been rumored earlier in the day and before the clock had even got to zero, the clock hadn't even appeared on the screen. So somebody screwed up. Who made their big return to WWE? It was Doink the Clown. No, it wasn't. It was Nia Jax. Now, she was treated like Brock Lesnar because everyone just stopped and stared at her for a while. (laughs) This was pointless. Because everyone was like, all right, well, there's like 10 of us in the ring, there's only one of her, so they all beat her up, they all gave her these moves, none of which connected properly, and they just threw her out. I kind of looked around the room, That's like, I don't know why we did it. We then hit a fast forward because Raquel tossed Lacey Evans, Oscar did Deville, Ripley said bye-bye to McCool, Yim eliminated Shotzi, Niven threw Yim, when Rodriguez hurled out Niven happened so fast it hurt my brain. Rhea then got rid of Rodriguez which meant our final four was Ripley, Oscar, Liv Morgan and Nikki Cross. as soon as Morgan had got rid of Nikki, everybody was fighting on the apron, which is a dangerous place in the Royal Rumble. When Oscar went to spit the mist into Rhea Ripley's face, she ducked and she hit Liv Morgan instead. Oscar was so shocked she got eliminated by Ripley, which meant, yes, who had come in at number one and two were now the last two entrants in the Rumble, which I did enjoy. But of course, Liv Morgan couldn't see here, but we still teased that she was going to eliminate Rhea Ripley. She didn't. She did this, like, leg scissor thing. She threw Morgan to the floor, and as soon as Rhea Ripley had won, I just started cheering, even though I'm alone in my house. This was the right thing to do, and I was pleased. Now, I do have to say that much like the Men's Raw Rumble, this too was a little bit by the numbers. I think we all expected something massive to happen in both. But actually, when you break it down, they all built to WrestleMania, repeating myself now, and the right person won. I got no problem with that. It's a positive show. Not gonna be a negative Nancy. Give it a nap. Which brought us to our main event. And oh boy. Because it was of course Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Unified Universal Championship. And man did we treat this like a massive deal. And the whole time the commentators were going, well look. Sammy Zayn is at ringside, and is he happy for Roman Reigns? Is he sad for Kevin Owens? What do we know about this boy? Especially because right now, there was no Usos. There was no Sola Sokoa. They stayed in the back. Huh. It was just a classic WWE main event match, in the sense we went left, and we went right, and we went down, and we went up. But both these guys know what they're doing, so we just built, and we built, and we built, until we started hitting Kevin Owens with spears, but he kept kicking out. The real twist was that shortly after Kevin had hit the pop-up powerbomb, the referee had been knocked to the floor, But when he connected with this move, Kevin Owens actually pinned Roman Reigns and he had a visual pinfall over the head of the table, but there was no official to actually make it real. I was screaming. Roman then used this to smash Kevin Owens right in the balls as he told Sami Zayn, go get a chair. But as Sam responded, you told me not to do anything. Reigns said, well, I've changed my mind. Now, even though Sami Zayn did do this, he kind of hesitated when he had the chair, which meant Roman Reigns turned around into a stunner. At this point, the official was back, and he went one, he went two, and Roman Reigns kicked out at the last second. This was wonderful. Shouldn't have done it. We did win full on modern wrestling because Kevin kicked out of another spear as Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman were basically having kittens on the outside. But by this point, you could just feel something was brewing. I mean, Sami was even telling Owen, stay down, stay down, why won't you stay down? When Roman Reigns went to the outside and he speared KO, through Barry Barricade. And what did I tell you? That's right, I'm not gonna let this drop. When are we gonna start being nice to Barry and remember that barricades have feelings too? Owens was so murked by this stage, he was basically hanging up like a puppet. Which is when Roman Reigns took him over to Simba the Steel Steps, and he whammed his head into it, not once, but twice. And we are not talking about a normal whamming here. This was absolutely disgusting. Kind made me feel a little bit sick. Somehow Owens kept fighting, but you could see what coming here. He was a dead man walking, so. He did get speared the 89th time and it was a 1-2-3. But do not forget, one, he actually had Roman Reigns beat, and two, just you wait until what came next. But before that, good match, I liked it up. Usos and Sola Sokoa then did join and James was going to put one of those flower necklaces around Sami Zayn's neck. When Roman Reigns stopped him, and I just went, well, Because well. he instructed the bloodline to absolutely decimate Kevin Owen, which they did do. I mean, they used a chair and they handcuffed him to the ropes. Which is when Jimmy and Jay hit so many super kicks on him, I thought they were going to grow a cape. Of course, this is when Roman got the chair and he was going to wallop Kevin right in the head. When Sami Zayn got in his face and said, nah, Tribal Chief, you don't need to do this. You're better than that. The man is clearly done. Let's just go and have some pizza. Now, the reaction to this was something truly special because the crowd is so damn connected to this storyline. And when Roman heard Sam say this, you should have seen his face. It was like his wife had cheated on him. He was so disappointed. It was a huge mistake because, of course, he gave the chair to Sammy's hand. I was like, all right, well, if it's beneath me, you better do it. And the sheer emotional rollercoaster we went on after this, you're just going to give WWE a round of applause. Everybody played their roles here so well too, especially the Usos who thought like they were going to explode. And this is when Reigns went full on gaslighter go, I love you, Sammy. He doesn't love you. You got to do this for your family. Why won't you do it? Reigns then started pie-facing Sammy Zayn, which actually made me mad. This is what was happening during this damn thing. When he took the chair, he went to hit Kevin Owens and instead... He nailed Roman Reigns right in the back. And honestly, trust me, trust your bald boy, Simon. You have to go and watch this just to listen to the fans. They lit up like a Christmas tree. Jimmy Uso then took him out instantly and Sola Sikoa spiked him. But somehow it got even better. I never thought WWE was going to do this. Jey Uso was in the corner and he looked so damn conflicted. And while he never laid a hand on Sami Zayn, he got out of the ring. He walked off as Roman started to scream, you've ruined my family. Listen, Reigns, that is definitely your doing. I mean, I actually got goosebumps during this. One, because it was so good, but also because, again, the reaction was just so crazy. And, of course, the head of the table then got a chair and he kicked the crap out of Sami Zayn. And there was nobody there to save him. We even got a Q f- Roman chart because Sami Zayn is so over as a babyface. When the bloodline did leave and they left Kevin Owens and Sami in the ring as two fallen men, and I cannot shout loud enough about how good this visual was this is all-time pro wrestling and i don't even care i never in my wildest dreams thought the rumble was going to end with an angle as good as this but it did and i'm so happy it did because it was the right move to the point it doesn't just get enough it gets a golden up and even if you didn't like anything else on the show this was enough to make you just go crazy with your fingers we all want to do that. Which did indeed, of course, bring us to the end of the Raw Rumble. And I do admit, did it actually hit the expectation I was imagining? No, it did not. But I left being like, well, I got to tune into Raw. I got to tune into SmackDown. I got to watch main event. I got to watch NXT. I just gotta suck up everything in case I miss even the little piece of information. I am giving it up. Now please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of the Raw Rumble. That didn't come out well. Last, What is What's that? Yes, I know. I shouldn't work here anymore. Point is do it anyway. Like the video, share the video and subscribe. Head over to WhatCulture.com where we'll keep you up to date with all of the fallout. Come follow us on social media at Simon316 and at WhatCultureWWE. We are going to have a bunch of Raw Rumble content here on the channel. Check it out. My name is Simon from What Culture. I'm actually exhausted after watching that premium live event. But I think that's a good thing. And now we look forward to Montag Night Raw. Ooh, the laddie. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Muscal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy,